0: Yes, yes. Welcome in to Questions from the Audience on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am joined via Zoom by the great Gangster Pete and Action Jackson. Uh, Gangster Pete, what's the good word? Uh just got home from work. I'm ready
2: to uh, have a little fun with you guys.
0: Action Jackson, what's doing with you? Just hanging out, doing what I do. Gangster Pete, this guy... <laughs> This guy's been doing sound stories left and right, and he's, he did one with Doug, and he did one with Dan McLaughlin today.
3: Wow. Those are yep. pretty
2: fun, aren't they, Jackson?
3: Yeah, for sure. It's great listening to what these people have to say. It's very, very interesting. And then, like, working with Doug and Danny Mac on it's great because they're both pros. So yeah, it's, what, uh, are you to,
0: what are you trying to say about me? I mean, I, I felt like that was – I mean, I felt well, like it was, it was you, passive aggressive I how know. I took it just because I'm super insecure.
3: How, when I do wow. it with you, I, I expect greatness. There you when do it, when I
1: do,
3: I do with <laughs> others. <laughs> Pete, I
0: can see Pete roll his eyes. He hasn't lost. <laughs> he hasn't lost his touch on that. Hey, Pete, before I get going, I, I think yeah. I won. I think I won one game in pick six this weekend. I think. Do you know? Uh, do you know what? Ha- I do some. This is really my own curiosity. I can look it up. It'll take a
2: second. All right. I know no problem. In
0: the, in the meantime, I'll tell the dream audience dream about dream. Uh, about uh, wonderful things such as the such as Sound Story. Well, oh, it's my Sound Story com. We've been doing a lot of those here uh, lately. Certainly, a lot of people want to wait uh, to do them in person, which I totally understand. But, uh, Jackson, I guess you've seen uh, how many? Three or four or five now via Zoom? Two today and two with me, I think.
3: Yeah, uh, about four.
0: So, four, yeah. And we've got uh, a few more this week. If you're interested in just getting a gift certificate for Sound story to present to whomever you would like to for the holidays, go to mysoundstory.com. If you have any questions, email me at Team McKernan at insidestl.com. You can see what the story is. But now Chris Raby, who is a complete fraud, uh, is, uh, is involved as well as Dan McLaughlin, Doug Vaughn, and myself. So you have options if you hate me. We do not hate Ryan Kelly. He is the home loan expert. He is who I refinanced with in April. He is who I got pre-approved with in November. And he is who you should be getting refinanced or pre-approved with here in December. He really is the best. He can save you money. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. He is our studio sponsor. He's as charitable as the day is long. He has a business that continues to grow because he runs an incredible business. If you're looking to save some money, man, there's no better way to do it than refinancing with the home loan expert. Ryan Kelly, our studio sponsor here on the Tim McCurden Show, questions from the audience with the great Gangster Pete and the great Action Jackson. Gangster Pete, what knowledge have you have you researched? Uh you were not one and five, you were two and four. Yes. Prad Joe was two and four.
2: And then uh Pete and Unit was three and three.
0: Wow, so, we uh, really we really put on a clinic.
2: Tread and water keeps me in first. <laughs> yeah. Units two under in second.
0: And well, you were in the lead?
2: Yeah. And then Pro Joe's 31 35, you're
0: thirty-one, thirty-nine. You know, the, we actually got a question about, I don't know if it's sports gambling or DraftKings, but I just got it here within the last hour. We got so many questions, and you can always email questions. And we got two erotic stories uh, this week, which I'm thrilled nice. about, uh, or comments. Tima Kernan at InsideSTL.com. But one of the things that, because people have said, uh, you know, why play DraftKings if you do all this research? It's probably got to give you some insight into sports gambling. And I'm like, yeah, it does, but... It's player specific, but right. as you know, Pete, with the site that uh, that we use, there are certainly player prop bets. Now, I don't know if it's limited to Monday nights and Sunday night games. You know, do you look at them for?
2: I'm yeah. NFL, by the way. Yeah, they uh, they have props, but they have they have a lot more for like the standalone games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my buddies we go to Vegas every year. We do props out the ass. And just bet on everything. That's so
0: fun. It's, I mean, so last night, for example, the play was Rashard Higgins. Right. uh, Because not only can you get the players' numbers, and I'm talking about built out of an algorithm, but also the corners' numbers. And that's really how you have to build winning rosters is to find out who they're matched up with. Of course, that can change over the course of a game because of injuries or just a coach makes a change. But Higgins had the best matchup of all of the receivers last night. And I think – up until the end, I think he had the most yards. Donovan People Jones might have gotten them right at the end, but either way, his over under was—I think it was forty-one and a half yards—and I looked at that and I go, "God, I got to start doing this because it's just sitting there." And 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 that's you know, I mean, listen, and we did—we were profitable on DraftKings last night, not like a huge amount, but a decent amount, but. uh but that's that's really an angle to take. So that's something I'm going to look into. And for the purpose of pick six, which I pretty much had moved on from after the uh, <laughs> the, the the David Carr uh, Harry Ruggs debacle, I guess I'm still mathematically alive because nobody is taking and, and running. So I guess I could find some player props and bet those. I guess that's yeah. that might be my move.
2: Yeah, we, we loaded up on uh, Lamar Jackson rushing last night.
0: Oh, he had to ship that, like, early yeah. on, right? Yeah. Ever since he came back from COVID, he's been using his legs a lot more. Yeah, so. he's back to uh, his MVP form with that. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of questions, boys. Uh, like I said, and I love it. I mean, they came in fast and furious here. Let me make sure in my proper uh, QFTA folder uh, that I've got them saved up. I'm looking forward to going into it because we have so many. Uh, let's start this off. Uh with the Washington Football Club and now the Cleveland Indians changing names, do you predict a wave of fresh cash coming in for them on merchandise sales of the new name? Couldn't this be good for them in the long run? Thanks, that comes from Dave. Gangster Pete, you get the floor first today.
2: Yeah, I mean I think definitely they're gonna make a bunch of money. I think uh I wonder if they can sell the old stuff still somehow.
0: It's a great question. So that becomes you, like your a wizards of merchandise. To,
2: yeah. Like I would start selling that stuff if I was in one of those markets.
0: I mean, you already stole an MLS's franchises merch for a name that doesn't really exist. So you World you go World. you go futuristic.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely, there's going to be an increase in sales because they are going to have all new gear. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't think it's the reason for it, Jackson, but uh, it's a nice byproduct um, for this uh, action. What do you uh, What do you think as a, as a younger tyke? on these names that uh, certainly divide uh, the fan bases.
3: Well, like Pete was saying, I agree that the merchandise is definitely going to be part of it. I think both selling the old and new is going to be profitable on both ends. But as far as the changing a name goes, I don't think that like, especially in 2020, if your name offends anybody, then you probably just shouldn't do it. Like, there's no real upside to it. Like you can say it's tradition. It's been, you know, our team name for 105 years, but like, that's like, I, I don't think you want to like model yourself after something that happened 105 years ago. Like progress and change is good for the most part. And uh, you know, I obviously don't, I'm not alone in that thought cause they're changing their names. So uh, I think progress is good and you know, on, on to the next one.
0: The thing about these moves, because if I'm not mistaken, it was Benjamin Hockman and the Post-Dispatch. We're recording this on December 15th, Tuesday. Uh, The audience will probably hear it um, starting on Wednesday or or after the fact, is that PR decisions are not legal precedent. And I I, I think it's important to point that out because if I'm not – and listen, I'm Benjamin Hockman, Ben Fredrickson, big fan of both those guys – uh, and oftentimes I agree with him, but sometimes I disagree with him. Like Brian Burwell, for example, I loved Brian Burwell, but my God, I disagreed with like 80% of his columns, but he was like the best guy. Um, so so it's, this is not personal. This is one of those things where I'm going to take shots at somebody because I don't like them. I, like, I truly do like them quite a bit. But I, I read his column this morning and I felt like it was, okay, now that the Indians have made their move and the Redskins made their move, What about the Braves and the tomahawk chop? And so it becomes like, okay, we got that. So now we're going to get the next thing. And it becomes a perceived legal precedent when in reality, it's an organization's decision. And so I honestly, for somebody who usually will fall on the side of uh, the left on social issues and probably more so than a lot of people who are on the left uh, do on, on certain issues, I don't particularly feel strongly on this, but I don't know if that's because I'm coming from a place of ignorance. So, you know, when I explain it that way, I hope, you know, people understand where I'm coming from because I don't know how much um, anger there really is over these names. I don't know. You, it, it's difficult to really get a gauge on it. Uh, Jackson and I realize your your intent was good with what you said. And I'm paraphrasing what you said, which was something along the lines of, if your name offends anybody, then there's really no upside. And of course, if this were like a debate of some form or a, a trial of some form, I would say, well, what is your definition of anybody? Is it simply anybody or is it a percentage of people, a number of people? And I'm not, I'm not looking to do that because I don't really have the answer either. Certain, you know what some people like to use? Uh, is what about the Fighting Irish? Well, what about the Celtics? I don't, are there any other teams you guys here used as examples? As is kind of the whatabouts? Jayhawks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a nice play. You got to you got to know your Civil War history on that one, Gangster Pete. Yeah, is, you can say the same, is same there, thing. Is there really, Tiger, really outcry on uh, the Jayhawks outside no, of like very bad.
2: No, I'm just offended by Jayhawks, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gangster Pete. But I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I, I I really wonder if these are things that are important to a healthy number of the people who would fall under that category of the group, or if it's just something to justify trying to, you know, take things out for the sake of taking them out. And honest my honest answer is I don't know. I find myself on the radio when we were talking about this topic on Monday morning, because the New York Times had the Cleveland Indian story on Sunday night. And I know that the audience, well, I think a lot of people in the audience want to hear opinions, but but the truth is, is that sometimes I really don't know. I mean, and that's that's my opinion. My opinion is I don't know. I So therefore, I can't rant and rave if I really don't feel strongly. But I know that in 2020, that's really not the way that the game is played. But the answer is I don't, I truly don't know. I, I do wonder if we have this overcorrection of things, and then it becomes a case of going, well, i look at this. They're taking this away from us. And then policy that actually would be good from the left for the greater good is like, well, that's the side that took away the Redskins and took away the Indians and God only knows what they're going to take away next. And it becomes this moronic slippery slope thing. And so I wonder if we're really doing anything by like, are we really helping? But at the same time, you know, if this is something that really causes a large amount of people pain, um, then I I want to be sympathetic to it. So that's why I fall on both sides of it, which is really just horrible hosting. But I also, I guess my number one principle is always I want to be honest with the audience. And so I read conflicting things ranging from, well, no, people really aren't unhappy with it. And Florida State, for example, has worked with the Seminole Nation in Florida and they love it or they're supportive of it. And to know this group has had a problem with it for a long time. And and that's why it, it, it actually wound up taking place. Um, so it kind of depends on where you're reading. Um, so I don't know, that's why on this topic, I want to give an honest answer as opposed to just going, yeah, you know what? Good for them. This is bullshit. Cause honestly, I don't, I don't feel that way. And I don't want to be dishonest with the audience. Uh, next up we go from that naturally to an erotic story and, Ooh. and it comes from a hall of fame emailer. So this, oh is, this is big. Uh, it comes from, uh, the great carlos spicy winner but because i'm getting better at teasing i want to make sure I let our audience know (laughs) that munganast is the official automotive provider uh, dealership of the tim mckernan show and of the ryan kelly morning after and they have specials going on both at st louisacura.com and at altontoyota.com right now and through january 4th make sure you ask for it by name because you will get it at st louis acura which is at manchester and mason you can get a 2020 Acura MDX, no money down, and for 349 a month for 36 months. Uh, that does not include tax, title, license. Then at Alton Toyota, which is where I got my car, Doug got his car, and we've never been there because they deliver the cars to you. You can get a new 2021 Tacoma pickup TRD Sport 4x4 for the same deal, zero money down, 36 months, 349 per month plus tax, title, license. You cannot beat it. You don't have to go if you're not comfortable with going out and about and shopping at this particular moment, just go to com. They'll deliver it to you. Just go to altontoyota.com. They'll deliver it to you. Make sure you let them know about the Tim McCartney Show special, the Ryan Kelly Morning After special, and you can get that deal right there at altontoyota.com or stlouisaccurator.com. All right, now I pivot to said erotic story from Carlos Wiener. Erotic story blast from the past. This mm. is from when I lived in Little Rock after college and years before I ever met my wife, who will never, ever listen to this podcast, <laughs> therefore making this a safe space for me to share. But who knows? Maybe she'd be proud of me. Um, I like this. Both the erotic stories, if I'm not mistaken, this week are uh, are from the past. So people are just kind of sharing their glory days. Hey, and that's fine with me. Um, female friend of mine, who is still a truly great friend to this day, and I hook up with Uh, Oh, and I hook up in my buddy's apartment after a night out in the River Market at both of the two piano bars directly sitting across each other for some reason. You know where I'm talking about. That is uh, directed toward me since I did some time in Little Rock, about nine months. So either of you boys been to Little Rock? I've been there for a wedding, but I don't remember much of it. River Market is kind of like, it's it's actually a nicer version, easily nicer version of the landing. Right. I, I mean, I haven't been there in 20 years, which is kind of messed up to say. I mean, Jackson, you were two when I was doing television, which is really something that I'm going to have to come to terms with. But uh I do remember it. I do think I remember the dueling piano bars. I remember seeing Derek Fisher there uh because he was from, he was from Little Rock. And I remember him just kind of hanging out. And I think he was with the Lakers at that time when I was there. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the dueling piano bar sitting across each other for some reason. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, this was a one-time only thing. And something laughed about amongst each other now six years later. We emerge from a bedroom. And the girl I had just been with, Beth's friend, is sitting in the kitchen telling us it's time to do shots because she was pissed about some guy she was dating who bailed on her for some Waffle House. Well, at one point, this girl just flat out says, quote, I need to get banged tonight one way or another, end quote. Well, my friend, who I had literally just got done doing the no-pants dance with five minutes prior, points at me while replying, well, he'll do it without (laughs) missing a beat. I was in shock, then had to quickly wake up and realize it was time to be Fernando Tatis Sr. and hit two grand slams in one inning. I'm proud to say I followed the instructions I was given. (laughs) Sadly, no threesome occurred, but from a degenerate youth standpoint, it was by far the coolest stroke of luck I've ever had, and I'm going to finally peacock around like Ken would about it. Both chicks were St. Louis 8's, so pretty good for my scruffy-looking ass. If you can dream it, you can do it. Woo pig suey, los ween. Carlos Spice There's something to be said about being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I tip my I tip my cap to him. Uh, have Have you, gentlemen, and Pete? You tend to be a little more uh, close to the vest on your your activities, which I respect, right. Jackson. I realize you're doing this show from your parents' house, so you may <laughs> choose to. And and now I know the I notice the audience. Pete, I don't know if you've picked up on this. The audience is now just basically accusing Jackson of being a virgin for some reason. I have no idea why that had happened, <laughs> but for some well, reason, that's that's become his theme. <laughs> you yep. follow such a
2: cocksman; it's gonna be hard. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, you got Iggy in there with your five hundred, and and you're yeah. in there and gangster Pete. You know,
3: I'm, yeah, I'm following the I'm the caboose here, but uh yeah, nothing like that. Shit, that's pretty nuts. Um, I've had buddies who have been. In like, a girl, like, when he was a freshman at Mizzou and, like, went over to this girl's dorm, banged her. And then, like, her roommate, like, walked in and was like, you want to go with me now? And they just went to the – yeah, I was like, wow, holy – I mean, it's like – I'm telling you, I know
0: this sounds – this is what's going to happen here because I'm working with somebody 22 years younger than me. But I don't – I mean, certainly that stuff happened, you know, in the Uh 1990s in Columbia – but I think per capita now it has experienced a substantial increase. I have no data, but that is my that is my intuition.
3: yeah, I think there was always this like stigma that like guys were just horny bastards and girls like weren't, but I really do think girls are just as horny as guys. It's just now it's less taboo to say that.
0: I think you're right. I think that sums it up nicely. Uh, gangster Pete, anything you want to uh you, you tend to you tend to bob and weave on these types of <laughs> you enjoy the stories, yeah. but you I love
2: I love the stories. I just don't see any reason to let everybody know about mine. Yeah,
0: yeah I don't <laughs> you know, I mean I I hear my wife and my son upstairs and yet I'm still going to participate. Uh as as I I my I think as far as volume goes, uh it was a one day thing. Actually at the Sigma Chi House, my freshman year. Uh one in the morning, and I guess you guys uh and the sigma Kayos doesn't exist anymore I mean it's there, but it's not the sigma Kaos anymore um but we had bunk beds and hot. yeah, super super hot and I don't even remember i honestly not that not that I have iggy like numbers or even like a you know whatever ninetieth of them but uh or a tenth of them I guess is the math I was trying to do uh, <laughs> the alleged numbers. But I really don't remember who it was, which is which is not saying because there isn't really like a deep deep stack here. But I remember whatever it was, she got on top of me in the morning, freshman year, in the bunk bed. So the bunk bed starts going, <laughs> and the guy who's on the top bunk goes, "God damn it, McKernan," because uh, he can hear the, and then so the bed is going, and he's—I mean, everybody's bigger than me, so uh, he is—you know—he's like, "What well, the fuck?" His bunk bed's moving. There's some tiny little motherfucker below him. Uh, and then later that night, I think it was a lass who came up from Westminster. I think that was my, my, uh, I think that was my twofer. And I always wonder, I mean, at this point I could have like a Jackson, I could have a child who's like five years older <laughs> than you. I, I could be celebrating my son's 30th birthday in a few years.
1: Cause That'd I was fucking unwind.
0: 17 when I started college. So, I mean, that's, that's real math. Um, so, yeah, I wonder about that um, because we, we weren't as careful as we should have been, as if memory serves, and so that's why it stands out to me. Uh, and, and both performances were just so horrible for them. I mean, not that that's really surprising to anybody listening, but just so horrible uh, that for their sake and, and mine, but certainly theirs, that they didn't carry some child because of, you know, really, <laughs> I mean, if anything, the drive was not even remotely worth the experience for that uh, that poor girl from most minutes. And she was kind of hot. She reminds me, if memory serves, of kind of looking like – remember, uh, Pete, I don't think he, Iggy's brought her up yet with you yet, Jackson, but Iggy would occasionally just go on these soliloquies about Hope Sandoval, the lead singer of Mazzy Star. Have you been around for any of that? And then he'll just like start a, talking about her, and he gets like really a, deep on it. It's not like it's like she's hot. He gets really – like he's interpreted her personality based on – how she sings fade into you. Uh, like I love that song. So you know the song.
2: Oh, uh, Bazzi Star. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, I got that on my phone.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I uh, heard that song. But uh, I'm checking out. out I'm here.
2: checking out Hope right now. I mean, I heard that. Let's ride right up Iggy's alley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the well, name Hope you know, Sandoval. You know, Hope Sandoval. No relation to the panda. The, the thing was in the mid 1990s, kind of coming off of the early 90s grunge scene. The thing that was in vogue for a lot of you know, college girls and probably high school girls at the time was kind of like the flannel shirt, the dress down granola thing. That was kind of the look. And so that was kind of, I mean, it's certainly like not what's going on now, at least from what I can tell. I mean, what the fuck am I doing? It's like I'm trolling for high school girls or college (laughs) girls at this point. But my read is it's certainly not what's going on. And so it was like dressed down. And so she was just like naturally beautiful. And boy, did I reward her with, I mean, for real, if I, if, if I went, if I went two minutes, it, w- it would be. So yeah, by definition, I had two in one day, but I mean, just fucking dreadful performances. And one was in a bunk bed. So just an absolute mess. Uh, okay. Here's the one that I was talking about. Tim and gangster Pete, this is directed more towards you and gambling on fantasy sports. I listen to how you and friends are constantly investing in DraftKings for golf and I'm completely fascinated by it. I am not asking for the secret sauce, but how much math, statistics, research goes into each week for people such as the wizard, the guy who's a friend of mine who ships it often, to make a living off of this. I know from my limited losses, there has to be some kind of formula, and I don't think that I am smart enough to grasp it. I get that there needs to be enough suckers out there, this is coming from a sucker, that keep pumping money into the pot with very limited returns to speak of. Sidebar, super pumped that Gangster Pete decided decided to stay on for the podcast. I'm a big time Pete Lemming. Thanks, and feel free Thanks, to geek out on the answer. That is from Adam uh Wilburn, who I guess was cool with his name being read. People specify otherwise. Uh so do you do either of you guys like really play Daily Fantasy? Pete, I know you gamble, Jackson. I don't know what, what your uh vice is when it comes to that. Yeah, I, um, I play, sorry,
2: but you. I I don't get it into it as seriously as you do with all the statistics and all that. Like, yeah. I uh, I kind of use my preparation for betting on games to kind of help me pick my teams because I, I listen to a bunch of podcasts during the week, like Bet the Board and the Bear, where they just start breaking down games. I'll kind of use that information to help me build lineups.
0: Do you find them to be accurate more often than not? Uh, well, they can tell
2: you. Uh, they'll give you. Well, they. They have a lot of the stats about, like, what defenses are playing well now and who's going to be in and where the good, good matchups are. So yeah. like, I, I feel like I get a lot of that good information. So you can figure out who's going to be valuable at a lower price. Right. A lot of people are expecting them to stand so, what out.
0: What, what is your uh, story with wagering, Jackson? Do you participate in any of this stuff or are you, uh, you clean? I
3: got, I got burned bad in 2016, and I vowed to stay off gambling on like individual games.
0: So what happened? Got, you lose a shitload of money at eighteen?
3: Yeah, well it was my freshman you year. Of college. My <laughs> nope, no peggings. But uh <laughs> it was the Masters Sunday and I was betting, I was live betting was
0: this Sergio? Is this the Sergio year?
3: I wasn't betting any players. It was just number 16 on Sunday, that par three, yeah. where it funnels down right. right towards the water, and everybody was either acing it or birding it, putting it within an inch. So I kept just kept live betting birdie or better on that hole, and I made a good amount of money. And <laughs> That's then degenerate move. I like God, it. yeah, it is.
0: Fuck, I feel like we need to have an intervention.
3: Well, then the next week I started betting on, I guess it was like late season or beginning of the playoff NBA basketball. And that was so bad. I was getting smoked. I kept digging. I got into, like, oh. like early baseball. I was betting, like, the Mets to cover five runs. It was
0: fucking oh, terrible. God, I hate hearing these stories. I so I was like, I am these. not
3: betting on fantasy sports or sports in general anymore. I play fantasy football every year. I'm pretty good at that. But that's one payment of 30 bucks, and it's more just to do with my friends. So I'm lucky in that sense where I didn't get, like, the really bad bug where I needed to start gambling, like, on everything which I'm thankful for
0: I think what I like about the Draftkings thing is I really don't bet on sport I, I mean I'll throw like like minor things there have been times and as recently as about a year ago where I was where it was caught up and I feel like there's some kind of brain chemical reaction that gets you going on it and and, and, I, and I would come in and say to Pete God damn it I lost like whatever amount of money over the weekend and I just don't know why I keep doing it, but it was just really kind of out of boredom. That's what it was. The weather would cool down and I'd have nothing to do. And this was not in the pandemic. This was just last year. Uh, so I got away from it. And then we have this group, you know, that we joke about on the radio, the Tam Avenue Capital Partners. I swear to you when I say this, that I'm surprised that everybody is continuing to do it. But, <laughs> but everybody continues to do it. And they don't even they don't even think twice about it. I think they can tell that we've, we've made progress. But what we do, there's two different styles of, of DraftKings or FanDuel. You can just be in a, a field where the top half doubles their money, um, or you can be in what are, what are basically lottery tickets. Yeah, one person wins a million dollars, but there's like 150,000 entries, and you need so much crazy shit to happen in order to hit. And so when you're doing those, which is what we really do, because we're not just doing it to double the money. We're doing it to like play lottery ticket shit. Um So much of what you're talking about, Pete, with the matchups and who you think is going to perform well factors in, in addition to what may be more important for the tournaments, the lottery tickets, is having an idea of who the field is going to have high ownership on. And so this, both of the last two weekends, actually, uh, here's a little NFL trivia for you boys. Who was the starting quarterback for both of the last two weeks of millionaire maker lineups? Herbert. It's a good guess. Not the answer. Fire a bullet. Rivers.
3: Rivers. Sean Watson.
0: No. Uh, Deshaun had a rough one in Chicago. Uh, Carr. Carr, Both had Carr. I think Tua actually put up more points this weekend, but, uh, but Carr, is the one uh, who's been in both the last two Millionaire Maker lineups, and so for the first time in a long time, we were real. I mean, I mean, God, as far as football goes, for the first time I think in two years, I won five thousand dollars one Sunday afternoon with like just loading up on the Rams and Saints uh, when they had like a shootout game two years. I think it was two or three years ago, but since then we haven't had anything remotely close to that, and and that was a lot of profit too. These times we usually have like two thousand dollars worth of rosters, so we'd have to have like you know. Six $7,000 revenue in order to have that kind of profit. But uh, we had uh, Montgomery with the Bears and Henry with the Jaguars and Drake with the Cardinals. And then we were sitting there and I was all in. I mean all in on a variety of rosters with the Seahawks just skull-fucking the Jets, which <laughs> is exactly what they did. Furthermore, there was a matchup in that game with DK Metcalf that was predicted to be just gold for him. He did have a touchdown. But the problem is Wilson, who had four touchdowns, distributed evenly. I think Swain, who I barely have heard of, had a touchdown. Um, one of the tight ends, Disley, had a touchdown. D. Uh, Moore, is it DJ Moore or David Moore? David Moore. David in Seattle. DJ Indiana. plays for Carolina. That's right, and then and then Metcalf, Lockett didn't get one, and then then the way you play it, and this is this is kind of secret sauce, but it's also kind of basic. It's like playing poker, and then going, oh, you're supposed to you're supposed to fire a continuation bet after you raise pre flop. Yes, that's just kind of the way the game is played. So when you're playing tournaments, you have to run it back. You don't have to, but you should usually run it back with another player on the opposition. And so I was convinced with Seattle's secondary that the Jets, as bad as they are, would at least with one of their receivers have a big day against Seattle's poorest defense, knowing that Seattle would put up points. And that was the miss. So, um, it wound up being a crappy weekend because of, uh, because of that. So that's the thought process. There is no secret sauce though. If you're playing, I yeah, had Perryman
2: in my lineups for that same reason.
0: Oh yeah. Brashad Perryman. Yeah. Brashad Perryman. <laughs> Crowder getting in there fucked it up. I thought he wasn't going to play, and so I had to pull out, uh, Brock That's Barrios. Right there too. Yeah, so you had to, uh, Barrios, I thought at 3,000 was going to be a great value. And I'm sure most people listening to this have no idea who this man is. Yeah. He's a slot receiver for the Jets who Darnold, uh, goes to quite a bit if Crowder is out. And these are the kinds of things that are secondary information when you do this shit. And it's part of, it's part of doing it successfully. So I guess when you look back on it this weekend, you needed to have Montgomery. You needed to have Henry. You could have somebody better than Drake. I don't know if anybody's standing out to you guys off the top of your head. And keep in mind, these are only for the 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. days.
2: <laughs> I had was...
3: Montgomery and Eckler, and I can't remember the other Eckler one. Eckler had a good game, didn't he? But yeah, he a did. Crazy not... game. Yeah, last, last week. This past week. This past this Sunday. Past... Derrick Henry yeah. went off.
0: Yeah, so well, also... as that's what I'm saying. I had so that's what we... When you have 12 p.m. and then you're sitting there with a bunch of players in a game where you're like, this is the game where you kind of move – I mean, we diversified with Taysom Hill, who had a bad game, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Herbert, and that's what we went with. Um, and then their receivers, so Keenan Allen and, you know, running it back with Calvin Ridley, who had a big game. But it was Carr and Aguilar uh, who were part of these winning lineups with Montgomery and Henry. And I can't remember who the tight end who had a huge Gusecki. game. Probably Kelsey. Gusecki. Gusecki. Yeah, I was all over Gesecki. I, I, I was all over him. Lineup. I was He's all over him. him. So I was, that's the, th- it's, and that's the thing. So I was on Henry. I was on Montgomery. I was on Gasecki. I was on Russell Wilson with four touchdowns. But, I mean, you have to hit, and I had the Cowboys defense and they had, uh, they had a touchdown. And who else? Somebody had two touchdowns this week. Uh, the Washington football team, I think. But, um, but either way, I mean, you got, you got, you got to hit every position in order to really mm-hmm. hit. And you can't miss. I mean, you, and you can maybe miss one position, but you have to then go batshit in every one of them. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I enjoy it way more than betting on games. But as I said at the outset of the podcast, with all this information I'm accumulating, if you can, if you can get player props, that is where you can really make some money. Because I have so much. I mean, the spreadsheets that, that well, it's, I, I'm the one who puts them together, that I put together, you know they're so damn detailed, but more more often than not, they're focused on ownership, projected ownership percentage. So, um, like this week, Pete, you were talking about Henry having a great game, but he was projected to be owned by like twenty eight percent of the the entries. That's, that's why I didn't draft them. So, but so, but Dalvin Cook, who was super expensive, was only going to have like three to five percent ownership. And so, yeah, he's super expensive, but Cook bringing in twenty points. Is worth more than Henry bringing in 25 points. If you, and you gotta like think that way, and it's a fucked up way to train your brain to think, but you gotta think that way. And so when I build these Monday night lineups last night, you don't go with Lamar Jackson in your captain spot. You don't go with, uh, who else would be an obvious one, I guess. I shit Baker Mayfield or Jarvis Landry. I don't know who else would right. fall in the cat. Yeah, you, you go with like the RB twos or the 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 wide receiver threes, you know? And so I was all over Rashard Higgins last night in part because of the matchup, but also because I knew he wouldn't be highly owned in the captain spot. And that's how you get an edge. And so as the thing was progressing, I'm like, holy shit, we have a chance to win $100,000 because he started getting hot. And then the game script was proper for the Browns to be throwing the ball. And that's the way that it works. So it's stimulating for those of us who played poker because there's a lot of that game theory, that thought process that goes into it. And it's, you feel like you have more control over it than when you're just like, okay, I got the over, you know, even though you don't have control of either one. But I think because you prep so much, you feel like you have more control. And either way, I enjoy it more than like if I were playing blackjack online versus poker. I would rather play poker. I would rather bet DraftKings than bet overs and unders, even though I waste so much fucking time and my wife is convinced that this is the biggest waste of time going. And honestly, at this point, she's actually right. But I'm so certain that we're going to have a big score. I'm dead serious. I like I like to use DraftKings to supplement my gambling fun. I'm telling you, I'll text you this week before games uh, just to see what what comes through. Fuck, I'll, I'll pull it up now. I don't know if they have the, uh, the algorithms uh, out for this. That's what we're doing this on Tuesday. Maybe they, they wouldn't. And then all the matchups and, and where you get this. I mean, you, you know, these are subscriber sites, and you dig into them. Let's see if they got them for this week. I'm just curious. I don't, I'd be surprised if they did. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Kyler Murray is currently number one. Lamar Jackson is number two. Murray's playing the Eagles. Jackson's playing the Jaguars. Cam Newton. Uh, is playing Miami as far as a low owned, you know, kind of a random low price one. Chase Edmonds is number four. Is Drake hurt? That's kind of no. Drake's right there too. That strikes me as a little odd. And then wide receiver. I'm just giving information here. The number one wide receiver right now is Michael Gallup, um, which would be great because he's only thirty five hundred dollars. So there, there's some free information for people for something that I pay for. I'm just, I'm just giving it out. So what I understand, if you're in Illinois and you're, like, uh, using the sports books over there, they have so many bets for each game, all these player props. My complaint with our guy, Pete, right. is that it's just the live betting isn't – it's not terrible, but it's just not as good as I'd like it to be, especially in golf, and that there aren't a lot of player props, um, you know. And, and Have you, you
2: tried YouTube, Have you tried live betting with YouTube TV? It's, you know, it's a little slower. It's really hard to do.
0: Yeah. How about that?
3: Yeah. That's you tilting. Like,
0: yeah, you're a few seconds behind at least. Yes, yeah, so sometimes I'll see a play on DraftKings and I'm like waiting 10 seconds to see it. It happened last night, yeah. actually. I'm like, what like, the fuck happened? I just went from 50th place to 200th place. Oh, Kareem Hunt scored a touchdown, you know, and we didn't have him. So uh, anyway, I, there is no secrets. I mean, the question's great. Certainly, if I had the Wizard on, um, he would be able to lay it out. I mean, the Wizard, I'm not going to go in, uh, you know, if the Wizard ever wants to reveal himself, God bless America. But the Wizard as we are talking is currently looking for a second house in a beautiful location. That is what he is doing. <laughs> Must and, be nice. I mean and, and it's and it's all from fucking DraftKings, man. You know? It's it's not it's not like he hit big on one game. It's he, he just does this, he just churns it out. So there is a science to it. But I think what people get caught up in is, well it didn't work there. It's not gonna yeah. but it's gonna work more often than not, and that's the thing. You just gotta play it from a large sample size standpoint.
2: When you produce that many lineups for a contest, you're playing people that you'd never pick if you're just making one lineup.
0: 100%. Some people just can't get over that mental block. 100%. You have to do it. You ha- And you have to just go, okay, fine, fuck it. I, I, another thing, and this is my own thing, and maybe guys who are actually really successful at it would disagree, and I almost hate sharing thoughts, but fuck it, I'm losing anyway. What does it matter? So it's not like I'm giving <laughs> you some expert shit here. But I think when it comes to defenses in the NFL, you just got to throw it on the low-cost shit. and Because all you're doing is hoping to hit a defensive touchdown. And there's just no science for that. You know, there really isn't science for that. I mean, this week I was on the Cowboys solely because they're playing a shitty backup quarterback in Cincinnati. And I'm like, might as well. All indications to me were to go heavy on the Saints because they're playing a rookie and he has a shitty offensive line and questionable wide receivers. But I didn't, fortunately. And then Jalen Hurts wound up having a great game for the Eagles. Um, yeah. And then I, Nick Mullins was the, probably the worst quarterback of them all and gave up two defensive touchdowns. But he's actually been decent for the 49ers. So it's a guess. So you might as well just not spend money there and save that extra 2000 on on somebody else. All right, uh, before I go on to another one, uh, a TMA-oriented uh, question: I would like to talk about James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. He is my insurance agent, and I would like to recommend him to our audience. I made the switch because I was so impressed by James, and I'm thrilled that I did. I mean, for everything, and I keep recommending him. I've had family members switch, a number of audience members have switched. He is, in, he is in Webster Groves. He's with State Farm. He really is uh, doing it at another level. He keeps hiring people to grow his staff. He's the best. Carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800 for home, for life, for auto, for the most important things in your life. You want the best taking care of it, and that's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Uh, James Carleton introduced me to Jim Rogers of Restoration One, and I'm very grateful for that. Jim Rogers is now an advertiser here on the podcast and also on the Ryan Kelly Morning After, and I am a client of Jim's as well. And here is what he's doing right now in addition to taking care of water damage assessment and drying out your home, which is what he did for me, um, COVID disinfecting of businesses, schools, and organizations of all sizes. They've disinfected hundreds of popular businesses, both locally and throughout Missouri and Illinois. Uh, the number is 314-888-5266 or go online at Restoration One. It's Restoration, the number one of centralstlouis.com. Jim Rogers, a loyal listener, just like James Carlton, just like Ryan Kelly, just like uh, Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganest, uh, a loyal listener and uh, somebody I've worked with firsthand, so I can uh, speak from a primary perspective on that. 314 314- 888 5266. I will brief you gentlemen in advance that we are going to probably have to handle this question carefully. Although, uh, Jackson, even though you've only been a part of it for a couple weeks, you probably already know the program on that. Uh, Gangster <laughs> Pete, I know you know the program on yep. it. And here we go. Tim, Smoke, and Pringsy. First off, I'm very happy Gangster Pete is still a part of QFTA. I hated to have him leave TMA. But happy he's still in the radio universe. Hope the new job is going well, sir. Today on TMA, it was mentioned about listening to old shows. I do that a lot. As I'm typing this, I'm listening to the second segment from December 31st, 2019. What makes this one so entertaining is a classic, The Cat, uh, interrogating Iggy, as he liked to do. I really miss those days. Anytime he went after Iggy and Iggy blowing up over the smallest things is a sorely missed (laughs) part of the show. Plus, plowsy throwing in the drops at the exact time it's relevant is amazing. I really, really miss the old gang. Here's what I would like to know. And this is someone asking who has no idea what goes on in the inner workings of managing a radio station. And yes, I know you're not the owner or in management, but here's, here goes. Is there a way the cat or plowsy can at least call in from time to time? I would love to hear them. Love TMA, love QFTA, keep up the good work, boys. Uh, P.S., could you see if Rock would play Lesbian Seagull coming in from break? More often, that comes from Jake Reynolds. Um, Pete, what's your reaction to that, all while respecting the code? <laughs>
2: I think it's better. I just don't say anything like you. <laughs> That's how you respect the code. Jackson, why
0: don't you destroy your career in week two right here? Well, you, you don't even fucking know, though. I mean, you've never even yeah. Have you, – you've probably met the cat. Did you meet the Plowhawk when you came in and interviewed us years ago?
3: Yeah. No. I met the Plowhawk at Billy G's. I came – it was my senior, like, skip day that the school allows. We went to a baseball game. Yeah. Very la do education. Of course. And uh, – and uh, you guys were doing a live remote from Billy G's. And I was the first one there at like 7.05. I walked wow. in. I sat down and I met Plowboy. I met the cat. You and Doug were there. And it was really, it was a great time. And uh, then I went for my graduation dinner uh, to Billy G's while Plowboy was working there. He remembered me. We shook hands. He, it's like shaking hands with an oyster, though. He's got, he's got <laughs> such, a, <laughs> such a delicate hand. But he was so nice. He remembered where I was going to college. I love Plowboy. And uh, I – I, Kat is a Ladue parent, so yeah. uh, his son has been to basketball camps that I've been Tyler. counselor at. So. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: And I, I agree with the email, and I would love to hear those guys, but also I understand why it hasn't happened. So. Yeah, and
0: that's the thing. And, and Pete and I and Jackson doesn't really know the whole situation because he wasn't there when everything – you know. I, I, don't, I don't see it happening, you know in in the current situation and, and I think the cat and plowhawk may be more apt to talk about it maybe they wouldn't I don't know I mean um you know i the thing the thing about it is is in my mind and I think in Pete's mind and again Jackson you're just new to the game and that's why I know that you can't necessarily think this way um, in my mind I still feel like I, I, and I truly do that at some point, somehow there will be a reunion. Um, and I'm not saying it's with certainty. Again, this is kind of what I was talking about, like DraftKings and Poker. I don't operate in certainties. Um, but in a likelihood, if you said, do you think you will do a radio show with Jim Hayes and Darren Atkins again? Um, the answer would be yes. That's what I think. Would I yeah. have everything I have? No. But do I think, I mean, the cat has been, you know, I mean, who's I talking to today? Uh but but I mean, there've been so many times that this has happened over the year. I mean, it goes back to Jackson. You were eight when he was let go in 2007. I mean, you know <laughs> uh, it, it just, so things happen. Um, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate um, for, you know, but I, I just, in my mind, I just don't, I don't, I don't rule it out um, as far as them calling in. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, but you know, I, text with the cat regularly. I'm sure you do as well, Pete. Yeah. Uh, text with the Plowhawk. hawk, certainly get it going on, uh, Missouri, Illinois yeah. stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I just, you know, um, and I don't know if, I don't know if this is a coping mechanism, so to speak, uh, that I tell myself this, but I just kind of think that that eventually somehow some way, um, that it, it could wind up happening. That's, that's kind of the way, but I mean, at the same time, I have no idea. And I also say this and Pete, you know, this because you know, the circumstances, you know, I don't know how much longer all of this stuff will, will be going on because there are a variety of different things in, in play. So uh, and that's in, and that's not coded. This isn't like, Oh, did you notice what Tim said at an hour and two minutes of the podcast? You know, what do you think? <laughs> There's there, it's just, honestly, it's, it's uncertainty, And a lot of that uncertainty has nothing to do with the radio station. It's the economic uncertainty that everybody who is listening to this is most likely experienced in some way. It would be unheard of for you not to be impacted in in one way or another. Some people actually experienced a positive because of this. Uh, I think for every 100 people who have experienced the negative, you have one or two who've experienced a positive for their business or the industry that they're in. But uh, it's just a lot of uncertainty. And I can tell you this, it doesn't matter what radio station you're at, what city you're working in, what television station you're at, uh, what city you're working in. If you work in media, your job has been impacted in 2020, just like so many other industries. Uh, that's just reality. And I don't know who would tell you otherwise. It's just, it's just because if businesses have to cut back, one of the first things they cut back is advertising dollars. And this business is funded by advertising dollars. So that's why when I would talk about this stuff earlier in the year, I'd be like, yeah, you know, sometimes the shit would be titillating. Um, Other times it's just business. And I'm talking about like the Dan Marshall stuff or the, you know, what else? I mean, God, there's so many of them over the years, the guy buying lap dances so he could watch us get lap dances. I mean, that shit really happened. And, you know, that's <laughs> certainly got nothing really to do with business, but it happened. Uh And that's, that's amusing. But sometimes it's just numbers. And that isn't really all that interesting. And numbers are proprietary and they're not anything I can share. But uh sometimes that's, that's a factor and a bigger factor than people maybe want to acknowledge uh is the case. But in my mind, uh I tell myself that I think that we will uh at some point work together again um all right let's see what we have here okay uh i'm anxious to hear because i don't know where you are on this jackson uh, i'm sure certain you're not thinking this way yet hey tim uh like i told you before thoroughly enjoy the show and the podcast uh a little background you don't have to read on air catholic school raised to smet high school you made it longer at mizzou than i did i only uh yeah d smith guy gangster pete A couple more things that are interesting to me. Also was a huge Stern fan, and he had a big influence on me and my humor. I stopped listening when the Turk era took over. When I read this email earlier today when it came in, I couldn't wait to ask you guys what the Turk era is. What is the Turk era? No clue. No idea what the hell it is. No idea. No idea. Okay. I I mean, I I, I was hoping that I would get an answer. All right. Just wasn't the same to me. Probably why I'm a huge fan of Freeform Radio, which you guys do, and which I – Got to experience. Came back home, went to broadcast center, ended up working in the business for 20 years. Holy shit. Um, I forgot that part when I read it earlier. Maybe one day I can tell my side of that story. Um, Here's the question. I share a lot of your viewpoints, especially on religion. We have one son who's about to turn six and he's going to a Catholic grade school. I'm fine with it because I believe it's a better quality education. But we currently have hanging on our refrigerator a picture he colored at school that says, God is bigger than the coronavirus. (laughs) I can't help but shake my head every time I walk past it. But in its core, without all the nonsense, I think the be kind and good to each other philosophy is important. Knowing your viewpoints and having a son a few years behind mine, how are you going to navigate schooling? Have you and your wife had any discussions about it? I don't go to church on Sundays, but have when I needed to. I think I remember you had your son baptized. We did too. Just curious about your opinion. Thanks for the show. No name needs to be mentioned. Uh, for somebody who worked in broadcasting twenty years. I don't believe I've met this person, but maybe uh, he works or uh, worked in a different market. So, Pete, you know we've talked about this with uh, with our with uh, with our son and how we're kind of up yeah. in the air on it. Jackson, you uh, as we like to uh, point out often went to Ledoux, Um and you are most likely far away from uh, having to make this decision. Um, But you went to a public school. Pete and I went to Jesuit schools. He just met me, St. Louis U. High. How do you view this this topic?
3: Well, I'm also Jewish, and I went to Hebrew school for, shit, five or six years after school. So I would go to uh, elementary school, middle school later, uh, up until my bar mitzvah, and I would, after school, would go to Hebrew school. And it was mostly just learning about Hebrew, but it was also learning about the culture of acceptance and uh, love for each other, which I thought was really important in my youth uh, to be able to accept people of all different colors, religions, viewpoints. So in that sense, I think that religion is really great. I think it teaches amazing values. I think the words printed on the page I don't follow them verbatim, and I, but I think that there's great messages within the culture of religion. So I support it regardless of what religion you are.
0: So would you have your child go to Hebrew school as well?
3: I think I, it would, depends on who I end up having kids with, so what their viewpoints are. Uh, I think more and more people my age will be less and less religious as time goes on. But uh, I would like... And basically, just for my mom, like my mom is very culturally Jewish, so I think it would really make her happy to see her grandchild also uh, in the same way. I just want to make her happy. But I do think that there's a lot of value within religion, uh, especially religious school, Not maybe not necessarily like a full-time religious school. But I, you know, I never, I knew kids who went to Catholic school, but most of my friends were also Jewish.
0: Okay so th- this one I, I, I love the question because I don't think there really is like an answer um, my, my perspective for those not familiar with it um, is I would describe myself as agnostic uh, even though I went to Catholic grade school Catholic high school um, my wife I would consider her agnostic also um, but she's uh, was raised Lutheran um, and went to um, public grade school and, and public high school Uh, so I, we, we have this, and and we did have our son baptized, but it was kind of like, it'll make our parents happy and, you know, kind of a whatever, um, which I know for some people, they might be like, I can't believe you said that, but that was, that was the thought process. In other words, if to us, we're not sure it means anything, it doesn't really have a downside. You know what I mean? So you you have a, a two or three month old. If in our mind it doesn't mean anything or we're not sure it means anything, then for our parents it does mean something and it makes them happy. We're losing nothing and they're gaining happiness. So it's a symbolic gesture in our eyes and to them it really means something. So that was the thought process. People can agree with it, disagree with it. That's cool. That's where I'm coming from. I agree that so many... Well, the ones that I have studied, and it's it's certainly limited. I don't have, uh, you know, but I I did study other religions. Again, I don't want to portray it like I majored or minored in, in uh, religion, but out of curiosity, really. And I think the teachings of take your pick of most global religions or religions that have monster presences in, in parts of Asia um, that that don't necessarily have other presences in the in the Western Hemisphere, for example have incredibly beautiful messages, really almost like a guideline on how to live and how to coexist with people. It's the hijacking of the religions that cause the problems and that, that makes me ill to me, to me, the thing that tilts me more than anything is the person or the family who portrays themselves as, you know, take your pick of whatever super uh, religious publicly but then, you know, when shit goes down behind the scenes that they're absolute frauds, that drives me up the wall, man. And it's like, I don't know if they think they can get away with it or if they have a get out of jail free card because they, you know, they kneel on Sundays, but slither the other six days of the week. I don't know. But all I know is that shit I have very little tolerance for. Um, and and I, it, it bothers me, especially like how, it, how it's been used to win elections and deem one group of people as good and the other ones as bad because one's the party of God and one's the not. I think that has really played a large role in the division of the United States over the last 30 to 40 years, really kind of beginning in 1980, actually. So with that said, um, we've talked about it and we go back and forth on it. Uh, in, in living in Kirkwood, we certainly have some great uh, public education options. Um So we go back and forth on it. So it's a weird spot because my wife's Lutheran. My son was baptized Lutheran. I never think about it, but I guess by definition, he is Lutheran, I guess. I don't really even know how it works. Uh, and so then he would be the kid. I'm sure you remember these guys, Pete, who would be at school. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, it'd be time for communion and he'd be, he'd be the guy sitting there. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, I don't really want my son to feel like, you know, he isn't part of the club. So when I play out the hand, I wonder about that. And again, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I really go back and forth. I, so it's, it's, I love the question because it really requires digging deep and being honest, you know, on a topic that a lot of people like sex aren't, aren't really sometimes comfortable discussing. Um, and I also don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. So that's why it's really philosophical. Uh, the thing that stood out to me most from the email is that your son has a sign that he colored that says God is bigger than the coronavirus.
3: What the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. That would
0: bother me too. That yeah. I got to tell you something. That would bother me. And I guess... I kind of got a little bit of a weird thing going on I don't know how many, it's, it's something that I cannot get into the podcast on i cannot i can't I don't really know I don't know who I can talk to about it actually uh, but uh, it's it's a it's a it's something I'll probably have to navigate at some point but uh, so my son goes to uh, i guess I guess it's a religious preschool. I certainly didn't think it was, but sometimes I see some of the things. And then I'm like, okay, it's fine. The, because it just doesn't in the whole scheme of it. So that's the thing. If you don't believe it really matters, then I don't think you can get upset. I mean, you can. You're welcome to, of course. But it, my three-year-old isn't like, you know, processing this and doing anything. So I don't really view it. It would be the same thing to me as if, if you were learning, take your pick of what other other religion. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's not learning, he's not learning Catholicism or I don't even know what it's called, it, Lutheranism. Uh, that's not what it is. So I'm just kind of like, whatever, you know, and then, you know, he comes back and there's like a thing that he colored that like is, you know, you know, Noah and, he, and Noah looks like he's, you know, lives in Wentzville as opposed to, you know, the region where Noah really would have existed yeah. if Noah really existed, you know, and I'm like, well, why don't we send that message out of the gate? Isn't that kind of messed up? But whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to, especially in St. Louis, bring that up. Like, Hey, I know you're pissed off about this, 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 and this, but isn't it <laughs> weird that Jesus has blonde hair and blue eyes. I mean, isn't that a, but, you know, but that that would get me into a whole other thing that I'm really not going to that, have. That's, that's always bothered me, too. too. <laughs> has, it, has it really? Yes. I mean, is so it dumb. The, this, wouldn't it's it be? so dumb. Because, I mean, I feel like there have been th- Like, Madonna had the, uh, what was it, the Like a Prayer video in the late 80s. And I believe that one of the sources of controversy was not only the stigmata, which I believe is the thing where Jesus was – crucified and the nails went through his hands that she did that i mean she did whatever she had to for attention i mean she was she was instagram before there was instagram um (laughs) but that jesus was black and that sent some people in the united states into an absolute frenzy like what the hell makes you think jesus is black and i'm kind of thinking to myself but isn't it the middle east i mean wasn't he in you know i mean yeah he, he, you know, <laughs> I mean, hold on a second. He probably was closer to that than what you may hey. made and that was the, say it was the source know, of the controversy. No one
2: facts get in the way of a good story. I mean, it's just uh,
0: so. But I mean, I'm sure there are some people listening to this going, "Hey, fuck you for saying this," but I'm kind of like, "But I mean, these are these are these are this this is this is just pure geography here. I mean, this is kind of the way it works, the you know? So, I I I don't know. I, I do know this though. And I think, Pete, you probably had the same experience at DeSmet and and Jackson. I obviously can't speak to what your experience was because it was a separate kind of education than a Jesuit education. But I thought the thing that was the best about the Jesuit education, that it wasn't dogma. It taught you to actually challenge these things. And and therefore, if you did come away still believing your faith was stronger because you didn't just accept it because you were told to, you accept it because you examined it individually. But if you did go away from it, you'd actually thought through it. And I really truly feel like the origin for me of critical thought was theology class at St. Louis U High, which I think would probably sound counterintuitive to people hit, seeing, hearing me say I'm an agnostic. Did you have the same, did you guys have the same kind of thing going on at DeSmet? Uh,
2: I didn't really challenge myself on it till later than that. I didn't really pay attention to my theology classes at <laughs> <I just> DeSmet. Had... <laughs> I, I, was, that. I was into other things at the time, but yeah. uh, I think I think you can get a great education at a private school or a public school. Oh, there's Just no question what, about that. Whatever you put into it. So, like, I know that people think it's a huge decision, but I think as long as you've got your kid doing the right things wherever he is, it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I really think, and I could be wrong on this, that for a lot of parents, I don't. When I say a lot, less than fifty percent. That's not fair the move to send their kids to private school is a status symbol thing. I really I just, believe that. You, you think so too? I can see that. Yeah. I had, I don't know who it was. I mean, it, it'll sound whatever, but I probably shouldn't say it, but he he, <laughs> he, 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 he went, he went to a different private school than St. Louis, U. high. And he said, honestly, the only one that to me, as far as a Catholic one that would be worth it. And I actually disagree with this because I feel like Shamanad and DeSmet, you know, um, have some, you know, and, and, and again, we're just talking about the Catholic ones. Uh, you know, I mean, Chaminade's turned into like a university, uh, there here recently, but, uh, and I just really value the Jesuit element of it, but he's like, I wouldn't spend the money to send my kid to X, Y, or Z, but if he could get into St. Louis, you high, I would send him there. Now I haven't been there in 25 years. My brother teaches there. I do think the world of the place I truly do. And while I enjoyed my time at Missouri, it was so much easier than St. Louis U High, and it wasn't even like close. Granted, my major was a you know you know playtime major, but uh, but still, uh, that was my. my well, you
2: did year. graduate from one of them.
0: That's exactly right. I can grad. So maybe if maybe those final eight hours are fucking ball busters, you know? Maybe I I can't speak in past tense on it. All right, uh, let me do one or two more here and then uh, wrap it up. Before I do that, let me tell the audience about the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen. Wealth strategies. He's online at evergreenstl.com. Uh, actually sent somebody, I don't know if he wants me to talk about it, but somebody our audience certainly would know, uh, to Mark Hanna here recently. And, and, and it's funny the way, you know, people who know me and I'm friends with or in business with or whatever the case might be go, hey, or do you really, you know, think highly of Seth Goldcamp? Do you really think highly of Mark Hanna? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm kind of, Disappointed that you think I would talk highly about somebody and like put my name on it if I, if I thought they were shitbags. Um, I really do, you know, pay attention to who I do spots for and who I don't do spots for. There's, that's something you can, that's something you can pay attention to. Uh, and if I wind up being wrong on one, I gotta own it, you know? Um, but Mark Hanna is first class. And if you are looking for a financial, Jackson, do you have a financial advisor? I want to, I want to play the role of parent here. And I know you might be like, dude, I just got hired
3: at KF, like two weeks ago. I'm
0: not yeah, really yeah, going uh, to
3: <laughs> uh, I have two of like my very close buddies are finance majors, and they've been kind of pointing me in the right direction of either people to go to or like just general ideas. They tell me about Roth IRA, like that's like Mandarin Chinese to me, but I've been doing some research on it. So yeah, it's so uh, smart. I need to get Especially involved in 20s, with that definitely because yeah. it compounds.
0: That's the game. That's, I I just, I look back. I was, for some reason, I was thinking about it last night. Like I should have, it's not like I was killing it in my twenties, but I was making decent money for being in my twenties and I could have paid off my condo and just used that as a down payment on a house. And instead I just screwed around and that just kills me. And I didn't have a financial advisor. So I didn't have an active one anyway. Mark Hanna is something, someone everybody could really choose and use especially at the end of the year. He's online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, especially wrapping up the end of the year. And Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. I am sitting in my basement where he installed a humidifier. He did the same thing for Doug. It's incredible. Uh, it really does change the way your house feels in the winter when it is oftentimes dry. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. I use him as I just said. Uh, online at designairservice.com. Uh, the official HVSC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. He is a uh, good people. He's a loyal listener, isn't he, uh, Gangster Pete? He, that's right. Huge fan of that Pick 6 podcast. God, oh, if you just faded all of us, you would be so profitable, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> an, unf- an unfortunate reality. All right, final one. This will be right up your alley because you can uh, mock me for it. I can't tell if this guy is doing parody or not. I don't think so. <laughs> But you gave me shit about the Peloton last week, so now it's now now I've come out of the closet on it. Um, Tim, let's talk about that Peloton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a bunch of friends with Pelotons too. So that,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I got, I got well-to-do friends, man. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's 60 bucks a month. It isn't it isn't <laughs> exactly like ball-so-hard university
1: <laughs> shit. Do you,
2: do you think that it's like, you know, like when you were a kid, everybody had like a dusty Nordic track in their basement? Yeah.
1: Do you think it's going
2: to be like that in a couple of years? Everyone's I, don't, be able to I mean, coach, if we go to Jupiter, like, we, we,
0: we might go to Hilton Head. I don't know what the hell we're going to wind because we don't know if there's going to be spring training. So I don't know what I'm going to do here in the next couple of weeks. I don't even know if I'm going to go anywhere. But I actually was saying to Andrew today. I said, "What am I going to do with my? Because th- I use it almost every day. It is my workout now. Um, I'm down to a svelte 156.6, and part of it is, is Peloton, and I just I love it. So I watch my World War II documentary. I see what ranges I need to be in as far as resistance and pace, and and that's what I do. And I'll do it for depending on what I how much time I have, 30, 45 minutes. They're Are you like in yet? What's that? Are you going against Rory yet? You know, Timmy recaps. Uh, I guess he DM'd me about it and he said, Rory is a beast on that thing. Yeah, he's like one of the best in the world. I mean, I didn't know that. I just heard, I mean, it is, it's eye opening to me that like if I give it my all, I'm still going to be like barely in the top 20%. Right. And that is, that, that, that's smart. So I gotta tell you, that's because I feel like in my, whether it be academics or athletics within the realm of reason, obviously not like basketball, but that if I really worked at it, usually I can certainly be in the mix. Like I really (laughs) worked at it. That's been the issue is like really committing to it. And so even if I'm busting my ass to the point of being uncomfortable, I'm still so far behind. It (laughs) fucks me up. Now, granted, I'm probably like, you know, 15 years older than, than the average person on, on a lot of these things where I'm going for 45 minutes. That's
2: hard to come to grips with. It really that. is.
0: Yeah. It really, it truly is. I mean, you as oh, a guy who ran at a high level, I mean, fuck, you know? Yeah.
2: Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I know, man. All the yeah. endurance shit I used to be to everybody easily. Now it's like, man,
0: it's tough. Can't do it. It's amazing. Jackson, I mean, this, uh, this stuff, these kinds of conversations, because I used to hear this, this when is I your started in V and I was I was actually a year older than you. And everybody's like, oh, don't. Like, I met Julius Hunter. Do you even know who Julius Hunter is?
3: <laughs> I've heard you guys talk about him on the show. <laughs> like I'm a no legend
0: idea. in newscasting in St. Louis. And, and Larry Connors. Yep. And, and I was anchoring with them. And I, I, that was intimidating. Usually I just get up on the desk and just do the fucking thing. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm next to Larry Connors and Julius Hunter. I mean, this is like, you know, this is like Jordan and Pippin." and uh you know holes got tight initially but but, you know Julius goes it's great to meet you don't say it I know you watched me when you were a kid I don't want to hear it you know like they didn't want to hear that and now I am that guy for for Jackson and it's it's be and here I am bitching about I can bust my ass on this Peloton and I'm still I'm still going to be so far behind you know like at least 20 percent of the field and it fucks me up i mean i and i'm dying too i'm like fuck this i'm going all out and there's somebody who's like lapping me it (laughs) fucks me up but with that said it is a it is a great workout and it's a hell of a lot for me anyway with a torn shoulder labrum safer than than lifting weights i think those days are over at least lifting heavy weights so anyway uh my wife and i got ours earlier in the lockdown when like so many others her gym closed down i never used a bike before and i must say it's been an amazing purchase and much more of a community feel than I could have ever imagined. So let me ask you, for all of us closeted Peloton fans listening, what are your favorite rides? Who are, <laughs> who are your favorite instructors? This is a bunch of people are going to come out of the closet and send in recommendations. Uh, do you go for the distraction of the buxom bosom of someone like Kendall and I think I know. I think I do use Kendall often, but I don't. She doesn't strike me as buxom, but maybe I'm missing. <laughs> uh, or are you a fan of Hannah's eye magic? I have no idea who Hannah is. I'm thinking she might be one of the British ones, but I don't know. Perhaps Oof. you like Jen's rock playlist? Not familiar. And potty mouth style—that does sound up my alley, but I'm not familiar <laughs> with her. Or maybe you prefer the rough rides of the muscular eye candy Dennis. <laughs> 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 I'm sure you never miss one of Cody's XOXO XL rides. But how did you react when you learned that Leanne and Ben had moved in together? And while you and I are not her type, you don't think a night with Jess King would be a lot of fun? If maybe having some potential or being a little physically dangerous, do tell. What's your go-to class or instructor on the bike? Ride strong. Signing me off with my Peloton name, STL Rockney. How? I think that's a serious email. I think is that Zach Zane article. What you that? need to... it sounded like a Zach Zane article. It did have Zane
2: qualities. You need to read that to G Unit on Pick Six tomorrow. See oh, is think. he a, is he
0: a Peloton guy?
2: Yeah, his uh, wife made him get one when I when I spilled the beans about his big win at the.
0: Oh, season. that's right. <laughs> Video poker, fucking G <laughs> uh, so I I don't I don't know I Kendall I only go to because initially. You just start it up and you just go, okay. And then you realize, have either one of you guys ever done a spin class? Yeah, I did for a while because of a
2: girl that was going, oh, my name, she was my neighbor and she's hot. Uh,
0: well, I understand and respect that, but, the, but the, yeah, the, that was, that was, that was a tough, tough, tough workout. The, the, but it's not about, the, I mean, the workout's difficult, but the personality trait of the spin class instructor oh, yeah. and my personality trait do not mix. <laughs> You know, like some people are like, well, how, I can't remember what they said. Like, it was a question recently. Like, how would you feel if like, you know, oh, the question, the one that gets Iggy going, like if your wife was pissed at you, if you didn't post happy anniversary. Right. And I'm like, I would never be in a relationship with somebody who has that personality trait. So it's (laughs) it's not possible for me to, for me to think that through. And it's the same thing with the spin class instructor. Now, let me make this clear at the outset. There's no way the spin class instructor would be interested in me sexually in any way anyway. So, <laughs> so we have to, we have to look at it from both sides, but the spin class instructor personality, holy shit. And so that's why I'm like, okay, I want to do these classes, but I can't listen to these people. So that's how I got on <laughs> the world. I'm, so I'm choosing to watch carnage in the 1940s over listening to the spin class instructor while I bust my ass on these things. But I think it was recaps who told me about Jess. And I happened to have the volume on one time and little did I know she's a lesbian. And, and, and boys, if you looked up Jess King, you'd be very happy. So that's my go-to. Um, even though I don't really listen cause I just turn it down now, but she's a lesbian. I mean, she has. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, God bless. Like, like out of nowhere, you know, she's like, as you guys Ooh. know, I've been with my, my fiance. We, you know, the two of us, you know, she was playing I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry, and she goes, I did, and it stuck with me. And my fiance and I, we've been, and I'm like, oh my God, this is super hot. I'm getting a soft cow in the middle of my, my ride. She is legit. But as far as the rest of it, I can't handle it. I mean, it's like this Kendall girl's beautiful, if this is the one I'm thinking of. I think that's her, uh, Kendall O'Toole, I think.
2: So are these girls, are these
0: instructors employed by Peloton? Yes. And so they have their classes and I never do them live, but, uh, you know, I'll pick one of their two, either one of those classes. And then one time, and hey, God bless America, fine by me, but it's, I'm doing it like one of the nights, Pete, where I got up super early and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to work out before the show. And it's like five in the morning and I got this guy and he's talking about, you know, uh, hooking up with his boyfriend over the weekend and I'm like barely awake and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? You know, I just want to, and I, and even if you were talking about hooking up with his wife or girlfriend, honestly, I just don't really want to hear it. I'm, it's five in the morning. I'm riding a fucking bike and this guy, I mean, he's into it. I mean, he's really into it and Hey, you know, it's got to cut both ways. Jess King's into the lesbian thing. I'm having a soft cow. I can't chastise the other guy for talking to his boy. It's not fair. It's not fair. I'm a fraud, but, uh, At this point, I'm watching Carnage in the 1940s over listening to the spin instructors. But my answer to the question from STL Rockney is Jess King is my answer. And you can see how pathetic (laughs) I am by following me on Peloton, which honestly, I don't want anybody to do, but people are starting to do. And I really, I want to go dark, man. I want to (laughs) go stealth. I didn't know you to follow me. But Recaps is like Rory's a fucking beast. And I go, well, that doesn't surprise me. But how how do you know, you know? And I'm like, oh, I guess all this stuff's public information. So I'll bust my ass, and it's great to burn 500 calories or whatever, but it's not impressive, man. I, I would imagine Rory, I wonder what he's – I'd have to take a look at his numbers because I bet he's just fucking – Yeah. Rory he, was a chubby motherfucker when he first started. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So now he's oh, got yeah. himself all uh, – he's like, what, 30, 31 now? So he's got himself in – in good shape. All right, boys, that's going to do it. Wonderful questions from the audience. As always, any questions you want, Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Gangster Pete, Action Jackson, and myself every week here on the Tim McKernan Show. Uh, thank you to Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Thank you to Mark Cannon and Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Thank you to James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Thank you to Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert, and thank you to Jim Rogers of Restoration One for Gangster Pete for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from HomeLoanExpert.com
1: studios. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it,